It's Thursday, December 29th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A broad slide for stocks added to Wall Street's recent losses Wednesday as investors count down to the end of the worst year of the S&P 500 since 2008. The S&P 500 fell 1.2%, with technology, energy, and industrial stocks among the biggest weights on the benchmark index. The tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite slid 1.4%. Both indices came into this week with three straight weekly losses. The Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 1.1% as well. With two more days of trading left in 2022, the S&P 500 is headed for a roughly 20% drop for the year, even as profits and margins for companies in the index have hit record heights this year. The Dow is on pace for a 9.5% drop, while the Nasdaq is doing much worse, on pace to plunge 34.7%. In other news, the U.S. will require travelers from China to submit a negative COVID-19 test beginning January 5th, federal officials said. The U.S. is concerned about the rapid spread of the virus that causes COVID-19 in China, which increases the potential for new variants, health officials said Wednesday. The officials said that China has provided limited surveillance data regarding the surge and that officials have declined U.S. offers to provide additional vaccines. Starting at midnight on January 5th, travelers two years old and older flying to the U.S. from mainland China, Hong Kong, and Macau will be required to get tested for COVID-19 no more than two days before departure, officials said. Passengers must present negative test results from either a PCR or rapid antigen test monitored by a healthcare provider. Officials in China have removed most of the strict preventative protocols they maintained through the pandemic. In other world news, Pope Francis on Wednesday said that his 95-year-old predecessor, retired Pope Benedict XVI, was very ill and asked the faithful to pray for him. Remember him, he is very sick, asking the Lord to console him and support him in his testimony of love for the church until the end, Pope Francis said. Such a blunt statement would be out of keeping with the Vatican's general practice of discretion regarding the health of a sitting pope, but there is no precedent for a retired pope living in the Vatican. Benedict, who retired in 2013, has been increasingly frail in recent years, but until recently he continued to receive visitors and by all accounts remained lucid. Pope Francis has made numerous public displays of extraordinary respect for his predecessor over the past decade. After elevating new groups of men to the rank of cardinal, Francis has regularly led them on a visit to Benedict's residence to ask for his blessing. Back in the U.S., egg prices have been on the rise as rapid inflation hits grocery store aisles. One company benefiting is Calmain Foods Incorporated. The largest U.S. egg producer on Wednesday said its quarterly sales more than doubled from those of the same period last year as rapid inflation and the effects from an avian influenza outbreak pushed prices higher. Sickened chickens, which farmers destroy to limit the disease's spread, have led to reduced egg production and have helped drive egg prices higher, providing a boost for the Ridgeland, Mississippi-based company in its fiscal second quarter. As of Wednesday, the company said there were no positive tests for the virus at its facilities. The highly pathogenic avian influenza outbreak in the U.S. has so far this year led to the deaths of nearly 58 million birds, including more than 43 million egg-laying chickens, according to Agriculture Department data. 
The total supply of egg-laying chickens has fallen about 5% from the start of January to December. And a prosecutor in New York is investigating Republican Representative-elect George Santos after he admitted that he lied about significant parts of the biography he presented to voters. Ann Donnelly, the district attorney of Nassau County, New York, said no one is above the law, and if a crime was committed in this country, we will prosecute it. It was not immediately clear what potential state crimes Mr. Santos might have committed while running for federal office. Mr. Santos admitted in two separate interviews on Monday that he lied on the campaign trail about his education and work experience. The interviews came after a story in the New York Times earlier this month noted the discrepancies in his resume. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.